Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation podcast brothers and sisters episode 31 here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast the podcast where we what what we what combine even just give me the satisfaction of saying the word before I do I don't want to well I will the podcast where we amalgamate (laughs) The worlds of One Tree Hill and World Wrestling Federation slash Entertainment. Episode 31, The Trick is to Keep Bleeding. Or Breathing for One Tree Hill. Or Breathing for One Tree Hill. As always, I'm your Master of Ceremonies, Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. Nana! Oh, my lord. Nana! Everybody! That's not the intro that we need for Miss Eric Oscar <laughs> on this podcast, okay? You know me, you know I'm extra, you know You're I'm over the top. Extra shit, I'm Mr. Bro. Hyperbole himself. Hyperbole Harris, you can call me. But Wow. Okay. So I don't like your intro because you're like, I'm Aaron Kosker. Okay, we know that. But we need some pomp. We need some circumstance to I'm your not about that shit, intro. Bro. You gotta give it a little bit of flavor. We don't want vanilla for your intro. We want, but I like vanilla, I especially like vanilla when it comes too. to ice cream sandwiches. But see, with <laughs> vanilla, you need to dress it up a little bit. A little bit of caramel syrup on there. A little bit of sprinkles. Some okay, Oreos now I need on ice top. Cream. Don't see? say this shit when you I'm know, pregnant, dude. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you need to spice it up a little bit. So in the good, I'm already spicy. In the great words of Imperium's Ludwig Kaiser. I will do your intro from now on. And I've decided that I will do it as a wrestler each time. Okay. Yes. You're weird. Ladies and gentlemen. That's why you were watching that video. Oh, yeah. You know, just to prepare for this. You never warned me. (laughs) 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 About shit you're going to do. You just do it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I guess... Like I said before, because you've tried to like have like a game plan, like talk before we go into like mm-hmm. recording, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, let's talk about it." And I'm like, "No, like I do better on the fly." Yeah, you just need to be shocked, just like when you're watching wrestling. You don't want to know what happens. You want to be shocked when you're watching it, right? I just, you know, if you say something stupid, like I can't plan the funny shit I'm going to say. You kind of have to. I can't though. Why not? That's not the way I roll because then it's too scripted. And also I forget what I'm going to say. But you write it down, dude. I have a terrible fucking brain. You write it down. You get an idea. You write it down. You work on the idea. You make it better. But with that's how you plan. With the way that you do your notes and the way that 
like I'd have four pages of notes just for One Tree Hill. <laughs> so that just doesn't work. I only have so much room in this notebook. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, we have Wrestling Federation Champion Dominic Dahl Alan Costa Holy shit And here comes the Mike General herself Aaron Kosker. Wow. Thank you okay. very much. <laughs> See, I'm not like, I'm extra in my own way, but I'm not like that extra. You yeah, know? you got to be over the top. It's wrestling, You're, dude. Yeah, it's well. exaggerative. It's hyperbole. It's over the top, and you got to bring that pomp and circumstance. But I'm brother. here for the One Tree Hill side of things. Mm. Mostly. Well, good for you. That's pretty fucking over the top, too, with its characters and storylines and all the shit that goes down in that show. Yeah, but they're not, like, yelling a mic and, you know. Because it's a show about fucking teenage <laughs> I know. teenagers in a small town, Carolina. Why would they be yelling at each other? Besides when they're breaking up with each other, or cheating on each other, or actually getting into wrestling matches and fights like they do all the time on that show. Just you wait. Yeah. Just you wait. I will More wait. More shit is going to go on I in bet. this show. I bet. We're only a season and not even a season and a half in. Actually, I think it was this episode. No, it's the next episode was the mid-season finale. The mid-season finale? Yeah. Why would the 10th episode be the mid-season finale when there's, when there's 23, 23 episodes? episodes. Why, I, I don't know. Their math sucks. It really I does, guess. dude. But they called it the mid-season finale. Because halfway through the 11th episode... What, or halfway through the twelfth episode would make more sense because that'd be eleven and a half, uh, twenty three. No. But they're know. not gonna cut off half an episode, you know. But why would? So their math sucks. So obviously, an Asian guy did not produce this show. No. At <laughs> Clearly all. not. <laughs> but there are Asian guys who help produce World Wrestling Federation at Tree Hill. At Tree Hill WF dot podcast. On TikTok and Instagram. And you can listen to us on all streaming services, including Deezer, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Mm-hmm. I think I got the gist of it. What? Samsung podcast. I don't know. Samsung podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck We've is shown that up shit? On there before. Speaking Christ. of. Did we talk about this already? Did we talk about what? Our ranking? Yeah. We did. Okay, yeah, we did. Cool. We're like, we're number 23. We're number 23. <laughs> we're Michael Jordan. We're Nathan Scott. We're number 23. The last time we Killing were it. like showing up on the rankings was August 30th. It yeah. didn't tell me what our rank was, but it okay. said the highest was 23. Beautiful. I love it. I know. And I also was... This episode wasn't it's just too bad. Convenient that twenty three Nathan Scott's jersey number, Michael Jordan's jersey number as well. Now, did Nathan okay, well, steal it from Michael Jordan, or did Michael Jordan steal it from Nathan Scott? I have no idea. <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> the trick is to keep breathing. Mm-hmm. Episode thirty one of the series, season two, episode nine. 
Mm-hmm. We are here for another episode of One Tree Hill. Like and we are every week. Like we are every single week. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The PST West Coast is the best coast. 1 p.m. EST on the Atlantic wow, look side at you of things. you mathing in your brain. Yeah. Amazing. You are Asian. It's true. <laughs> and also at... 6 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time in England for where British Bulldog is from. That's where I have family, too. That is very true. So, One Tree Hill. We start this episode off with Haley. Breakfast in bed. We started off with Haley giving her best Dr. Evil from Austin Powers impersonation. Going up to Nathan while he's in bed and asking him, Would you like an ego? <laughs> Maybe a hot pocket. (sighs) Ego waffles for breakfast is pretty classic, dude. I just, you said hot pocket. No, I just remembered that I have pizza pops in the freezer. (laughs) An ego. Okay. Yeah. So she got some egos. She popped them in the toaster and made them nice and crispy for him. And that's her specialty. And... So she can't cook where shit is what she's basically saying. Oh, my God. There's a reason for this breakfast in bed. Mm -hmm. She wants to go to the formal. Oh, there's a formal. Ooh. It's like prom, but it's a formal. And Dan and Deb are going to be chaperones. So Nathan's kind of like, he doesn't want to go to this shit. This sucks. Why would I want to do that? And she's like, please, for me. Like, I mean they're married they haven't really been able to do anything like this so if it were me i'd be like yeah let's fucking go i don't care who's gonna be there yeah parents that suck are gonna be there let's fucking go bitch wow okay (laughs) so this formal okay whatever but it seemed like nate he was kind of just whatever i don't really want to go but i'll go for you blah 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 yeah we eventually find out that yeah he probably wants to go Mm-hmm. For what's going on in the rest of this episode? Yes. P. Sawyer. Uh, now I have. I'm in dubbing Brooke. She is a B. A. B. She is broke ass Brooke. Wow. That's right. Okay. She's a bab. She's not a babe. She's a bab. She's a broke ass Brooke. Oh my god. And P. Sawyer feels bad for the friend that you know. She cheated. <laughs> her boyfriend cheated on her with. <laughs> so she's like, okay, we're even. I'm going to buy you this dress for fucking formal. <laughs> we're, Brooke's, we're even now. Brooke's looking at it and she's like, maybe I could buy it, keep the tags on and return it. I mean, people do that shit all the time, right? Like, I mean, for, for like a prom dress or something, or I would totally like do interviews that. interviews or something, yeah, like whatever. job interviews. Yeah, sure. Wear the shirt for the interview, return it next day. So, Yeah. Kind of, I would maybe do something similar. Um, but so she holds it up and asks Peyton, like, do you think it would look good on me? And Peyton shakes her head no, like, nah, because she's got a plan. Just grab it, buy it for Brooke. And Brooke sees her doing this and is like, we are not best friends anymore. And Peyton does, what if it's for you? <laughs> Sorry, I stole your boyfriend. Here's a dress. And Peyton doesn't need a dress. 
Because she already has one. It was her mom's dress. Her mom's was her dead mom's dress. The night she died was wearing this dress. The night she died, you fucking weirdo. Why not? It was from... No. (laughs) Lordy, dude. Show's morbid as fuck. We know that. Well, yeah, but that's not just so you, you know. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> she was long graduated before she died. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. So Lucas is sitting on Felix's doorstep, and he stands up, and Felix is like, "I ain't fucking talking to you, motherfucker." I don't want to talk to you, and Lucas is like, "Well, I want to talk to you because I'm going to take Anna to formal." And Felix like, is not stoked over my on that. fucking dead body. You are not stoked, but you know, eventually he kind of. Well, Lucas kind of explains that this isn't just a conquest for him. This yeah. is like he actually likes Anna, yeah. so he almost kind of persuades him that yeah, okay, maybe you can take out my sister, but if you fuck her over or piss me off in any way, shape, or form, we're gonna have a fucking hell in a cell match. In the middle of this fucking formal. We're going to set it up. Here's the cage. Fucking lock the door. Get us in there. Ring that bell. And it's fucking on. Collar and elbow tie up. Fucking Irish whip. Clothesline. Pile driver. Tombstone pile driver. One, two, three. Wow. That's what Felix is saying right now. Okay. He ain't fucking playing around. (laughs) Jesus. Dan is at home and he's working out doing push-ups and he hears Deb pull in the driveway and quickly, quickly gets up and sits down and wipes the sweat off his face and acts like he's been sitting there the whole time. He wants Deb to, he wants to continue the lie with Deb that, you know, he, he's not well, even though he totally passed his test with flying carpets. (laughs) <laughs> flying carpets watch trailer park boys bro continue i have watch it more oh my god so he says because he's talking about the whole deb and keith situation and how he told karen about it and he says sometimes lies have a way of catching up with us. that's fucking rich coming from dan scott's here's the mouth. thing this is going to be the entire fucking theme of the episode. Yes, it will. <laughs> so just remember that line. Sometimes lies have a way of catching up to people. Literally, we were watching, mm. and every time a lie caught up to someone, I'd look at Sean. Well, like, that's the thing, is because the second Dan said that, I thought, yeah, that's rich coming from Dan Scott's mouth. But I thought about it, and I was like, I even, you know, just looking at this episode and watching through it, I was like, that seems like that's an important line going forward in this episode mm-hmm. and it proved Very. to be so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. honky tonk man oh my god why <laughs> every time i see hcm but where's the c in this it's H- a k honky is it's a k no, H, whenever I see hcm when they're talking about this hypertrophic cardiomyopathy why do you why? h T.M. Honky Tonk oh. Man. Fuck that. It's not even the right letter. <laughs> Figure it out. Learn the alphabet, bro. 
I took advanced placement English. Thank you very much. So I think I know the alphabet quite well. So when I see HCM, it makes me think of HTM, honky tonk man, because everything in Tree Hill yeah, amalgamate. Are very different, bro. Oh my god! Could I just just hurry it up <laughs> so we can get to the wrestling portion of this. No, <laughs> I want to piss you off. I'm it's gonna fun. just hit stop, and you could go on your merry way, and go cut out half the podcast. No. <laughs> So hurry the fuck up, bro. Anyways, HCM, go. <laughs> Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Dan has it. Yeah. But Lucas refused the test to see if he has it. And the doctors and now Dan all know that he has not taken this test. Mm-hmm. So how do we move forward from this? Maybe lies have a way of catching up to people. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Rick walks into Trick. He drops off some CDs. Oh, he drops off more than just CDs. I was going to say, and a vial of cocaine (laughs) for Peyton. Just because Karen doesn't want them working together doesn't mean they can't on the DL. Sure. And he's connected in the music industry, so, Mm -hmm. you know. So he's got some bands that might work for their club. Um, Like Cocaine Mustache. That's a band they can book. Leftover Crack, maybe. You're fucked, They could They could book Eric Clapton, and he can play the song Cocaine. Maybe they'll get Black Sabbath one day, and they'll play Snowblind. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So for Trick, Peyton wants Haley to play. A full set. A whole set, which she's not ready to do because she doesn't have enough songs. And Chris is there and he's like, hey, I've got a bunch of songs. Like, we can work on this together. And so he's like, we just need to practice. And we need to practice starting Tonight. tonight, Chris Keller says, tonight, you have to not, I think we have to start practicing tonight. Chris Keller says, as I'm talking as Chris Keller, because he loves to talk in the third person. Yes, he does. Kind of losers talk in the third person. Chris Keller. Yeah. The Rock. Hey, <laughs> love him. He's adorable. He's allowed. He's got enough muscles. They flexes. He's allowed. Mm. Chris Keller's just a pussy. Yes, but <laughs> Haley is gonna blow off a part of this formal to be able to record these songs with Keller. The thing is, she doesn't know. So Lucas and Nathan are shopping for suits or whatever, and they're talking about the formal and. Nathan tells Lucas that he was tipped off that Haley was going to be crowned queen. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, by the way, uh, Nathan's wearing an amazing Philadelphia 76ers shirt while they're shopping. Okay. You need me one player ever on the Philly 76ers. Could never. Exactly. I don't even know what kind of sport that is. 
what basketball exactly i was gonna say what sport do you I think was like i don't know what sport Football? do you oh <laughs> i don't God. know what sport do you think that nathan scott i knew it wasn't hockey be? that's that's nathan scott wears you know. a sports team outfit what sport do you think it's gonna be it's not what lacrosse he is a football fan though i don't know why he or wouldn't a hockey be fan he could be he could like the Carolina Hurricanes. Who knows? He could like okay. the Carolina Panthers. Okay. They have teams in Carolina for both those sports. Mm-hmm. Panthers always sucked. Actually, you know what? I think the Panthers went to the Super Bowl around this time, 2004. Interesting. Yeah. Enough football talk. <laughs> so my fantasy football no, team, dude, no. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, I don't rookie care. running backs, no. dude. Oh my god, they're gonna be Holy PPR fuck. machines, dude. They're gonna be okay. That's a whole different podcast, dude. No. <laughs> Peyton is really missing Jake this episode. She's been writing him. Did Did you just say? We haven't seen this guy for a while. Did you just say? Jake. J A. Double K. Double E. That's double J. Jake Jagelski. Should have known. Ain't he. He was trapping me. Great. So, yeah, she's really missing him. She's got the drawing of him and Jenny on her wall. She's been writing him. He's not writing her back. It's weird that after all this time, now they're starting to, like, kind of inch in Jagelski a little bit. Like, why now? Well, I mean, with everything going on in her life, and now she's got this whole cocaine thing, like, there's something that's got to be kind of pushing her to want to do that. Hmm. Right? Fair enough. And I mean, yeah, she's had a little bit of a thing with Lucas in the past, but there was definitely some heat between her and Jake. Oh, totally agree. So. Definitely was some chemistry there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Although she was like the world's worst babysitter. Oh my God, dude. Dude, if if you had somebody watch Flynn and Flynn got kidnapped at the mall. Okay, I would murder. (laughs) Okay? And I don't care if you got him back like quickly or whatever. If you got kidnapped at the mall, you think you'd ever let that person fucking babysit Flynn ever again? No. You wouldn't. (laughs) I don't care who it is. That ain't fucking happening ever again. Yeah. So she's a terrible babysitter. So Nathan is going on the laptop that's his laptop and Haley has her song on it that she's been recording with Chris and he goes to listen to it and rip it to a CD. But the thing is Peyton or Peyton. Peyton. Haley's home. Yeah. So she catches him. She catches him in the act, but not realizing that he's copied it to a CD. What's on your mic there, bro? A piece of hair. Wow. Yeah. So, he's... so uh, yeah, is it live or is it Memorax? Is it fucking did oh, how God. many CDRs did you have back in the day putting songs on there for boy boys that you liked and had a mix CD for them and shit? I only made mixed CDs for myself. Really? Yeah. That's kind I of like a interested I didn't make in them for boys. Really? They had to make them for me. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> 
Now it's no, just all the boys I like liked and dated. Mm-hmm. They l- were into like lame music, rap and shit, yeah, and gross. that wasn't my style. So that's why you made me a mix Spotify playlist when we first started dating. <laughs> me and you have a closer like sense of t- music taste, totally, yeah, than anyone else I've ever dated. And that's why we'll, maybe Skylar, like Skylar, was a little close, but that, still. And that's why we'll be always. And forever. Aww. Gay. <laughs> I love being gay. With me. Yeah. What's our boy doing? Sleeping. Good. <laughs> so now it's formal. And Gwen Stefani's fucking playing, dude. I was never a big fan. Uh-uh. That's my shit. Just, uh, it wasn't really my thing. All the girls gonna be like this because I, I ain't no holla back girl. I was more into Paramore. Ah, oh, dude, that shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. No, it yeah, did, it did not drive with me. What? Yeah. What wasn't the my style. Harajuku girls? No, fucking no way. No, really? No. Oh man, she's awesome. Give me Avril and Haley Williams. Oh, I'm not saying. Day. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I was a little more hardcore than that. What was the the <laughs> motto of this formal dance? So the, what, what was it? The greatest night of your life, or what is it? Something like that. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. I find a it's on the fucking sign. I can find a picture. It's probably Close. on the sign. Dreams do come true. Oh, adorable. Sure. <laughs> oh gosh yep mouse gets the first dance with brooke what are you doing oh i'm just no selling it because i hate brooke so i don't really give a shit why do you hate brooke because she's broke ass brooke and she gets everything she deserves I can't wait for the day that you're like, I fucking love Brooke. Not going to happen, bro. How do you know? It's not going to happen. How do you know? Because I'm so fucking stubborn that it's not going to happen. Just you fucking (laughs) wait. Okay, dude. All she does is make bad decisions in her life. (laughs) Just fucking wait. Okay, brother. Mouth also finds out that Felix fucking sucks. Yeah, took him a little while, but he's finally there like the rest of us. We all know now that Felix is an absolute fucking douchebag. Yeah, because Brooke says, you know, like, oh, yeah, like. When Felix took care of me. He took care of me and Mouth goes off. He tells her, like, actually. Yeah, it's I'm kinda... the one that brought you home, and Felix is the one that bought your dollhouse back. Mm-hmm. But she gets mad at him. I know, but she also gets mad at Felix. But she's mad that Mouth has lied to her. Yes, makes sense. I'd be upset with Mouth too if I if it were me. Like, why don't you just tell me the truth, bro? Yeah, like he, she couldn't or he couldn't help. Felix lying about breaking or bringing her home, but he could have said, you know, Felix wanted me to drop this off for you. Sure. 
Yeah, easily could have done something like that. Because it's against your rules. Yeah. So, I don't know. Nathan had big plans for Haley. Like, he knows that she's going to be, like, she's going to be Formal, formal queen. She's going to be the queen. And he had a whole night planned with a horse and a buggy. Dude, he had a fucking carriage. Horse and buggy for this girl. Yeah. And she's off fucking around with some other guy recording music recording music and although yes she wants to do that and she wants to make the inroads to be able to do that mm-hmm. in her life it's kind of sad because honestly nathan has turned around and become this amazingly sweet person yeah. and all he wants to do is do good by her and she's just kind of blowing him off and i get she wants something for herself she wants this music thing for herself a hundred percent get that, but be honest with your husband. Like, if it were you and me, and I had a big opportunity for something, I'd want you to be supportive, and oh, I wouldn't absolutely. lie to you about it. Absolutely. And if but it if, was something if, <laughs> with like maybe you didn't approve of who was helping me do it, mm-hmm. then come with me. Right. Be there for me. But if I already had a amazingly horse and buggy, you know, flowers and dance and you're the queen knight planned for you, mm-hmm. I would probably not oh, be 100%. very impressed. And if I were Haley, especially in this situation, she was the one that was trying to be like, let's go. Like, I want to go. Yeah. And now she's turned her tune. I'd- probably be like no tonight doesn't work for me let's do it tomorrow yeah sure i would have had like stood my ground a little bit more with that Mm -hmm. yeah for sure (sighs) tim and nathan are wanting to get the keys to the beach house Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. they can have a party after the formal and Tim is standing there with nathan and he calls dan and deb phoenix and psycho yes because that's the code names that he's made for them. That's what Tim does. Tim is so special. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> yeah. But and they're putting this plan together to be able to get the keys for the beach house so they can have this rager over there. Mm-hmm. And so Nathan takes Deb. Oh, the first dance goes to you because Haley's not here right now, right? Yeah. And then it gives the opportunity to, to Tim to stand awkwardly beside Dan. Did you also notice how Deb asked where Haley was? Yeah. And Nathan said, oh, she's recording some music right now. She'll yeah. be here soon. Mm-hmm. And then Deb's like, at least like she's making an effort. Yeah. It was kind of like, a, you know, she noticed that she wasn't there, but she's also being a little snide at that point. Too. Yeah. Oh, she shaded the whole the whole fucking dance. She was shading Nathan, basically. Basically. And then, you know, it was a perfect plan because Tim got in the purse and fucking made out with the keys. And he also uh, made sure that he had a super awkward moment with Dan standing beside him. And (laughs) Dan told him that, no, I'm not going to dance with you, Tim. Well, he's like, don't even ask. (laughs) Don't even ask. Don't even ask. Just the way, like, just the way that whole thing went down, like, oh, Tim's so dumb. Yeah, he's an idiot. He literally is dim. (sighs) 
So Haley is at this practice and she kept saying, like checking the time and saying she had to leave at a certain time. Yeah. And Geller unplugged the clock. (laughs) Asshole. And Haley's looking at the clock and she's like, is that clock right? So you could tell like she was already panicked about what time the clock was Oh, I unplugged the clock hours ago. (laughs) And he's like, I unplugged the clock forever ago. And so it's even later when the than what the clock is saying and she's like oh fuck yeah i think keller's definitely doing these things not just because he wants Haley there to sing i think he wants a little bit more than that mm. i am not a chris keller fan he wants her to sing with his cock in his in her mouth with his cock in his mouth. I almost said wow. his cock in her his mouth, but then I switched to her. How would just that in time. happen? How would that work? His cock in his mouth? Yeah. You'd have to be Marilyn Manson and remove <laughs> two wrists. <laughs> Don't you love how that rumor about Marilyn Manson, like around back when we were like middle school or whatever? Yeah. It was one of those things that everyone talked about. Everyone There's talked no about truth it. to it. Where did this start? But I yet no everybody idea. knew about everyone it. Everyone knows. It's this ultimate myth that is hilariously spread around every school ever. And we still talk about it to this day that Marilyn Manson Clearly, can suck his own dick. because we just talked about it. Right, exactly. So per- apparently Chris Keller could suck his own dick too. <laughs> so when the girls were getting ready, Anna, Peyton, and Brooke, um, Peyton had a lipstick that Anna was putting on. And Peyton said, oh, we'll have it in my purse so you can grab it if you need a touch-up. After making out with Lucas. Well, Anna goes in the purse and finds the vial of Coke mm. in Peyton's bag. Did you love how she was like, oh, which one is, asked him, which one's Peyton's bag? And he's like, oh, it's the Fendi baguette. Yeah. Like, he just he knew. knew exactly. He just knew exactly. Yeah, of course and he I'm does. Like, wow. Of course he fucking does. <laughs> yeah. Lucas also calls out Dan. Yeah. Well, Dan's, you know, Dan's going to Dan. Yeah. And he's going to blackmail and he's going to manipulate and mm-hmm. he's going to do the things that Dan does. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Lucas did not take his honky tonk man test. And, <laughs> and now he's going to blackmail him to Karen. He says, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell Karen because I think your mom probably wants to know whether you have this or not. And unfortunately, he's going to hold it over Lucas's head. (laughs) But here's the thing. Lucas knows that Dan passed his test with flying colors. Yes. So he also has dirt on him, too. Wow. Lies have a way of catching Mm -hmm. up. (laughs) Anna and Peyton and Felix are all sitting together at the table and Peyton makes a comment about how Anna looks gorgeous tonight. And she's playing with her hair. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's kind of like laughing. Yeah. Like. And then Anna gets super fucking, you know, she's the ice queen apparently now. Elsa, the ice queen in her ice dress, which horrible brown dress. She looks like a literal lop of shit. Well, especially like her skin tone is darker. And then you put her in this god awful brown dress. Oh, so bad. If it was a nicer, like a champagne color or something, oh, fuck that would champagne. look. Oh my god, that would make her skin look amazing. But this just like it felt. 
she felt very washed out in this dress. Yeah. I would not have chosen this color for her. Yeah. And then she tells Peyton, Peyton. not to be so gay with don't her. Don't be so gay, Peyton. Yeah. Literally in that tone of voice. Too. Yeah. And right? it's like, I don't know what you heard about. Come from? I don't know where you hear about all these rumors. but that's the thing is thing like there's these rumors and then she makes a comment like that to Peyton yeah and it's like what's going on with you girl I have not liked it from the start I do not like her as a character she's just lame just as lame as her brother I don't know why they're in this show yeah please season two just hurry the fuck up with this So Peyton's upset. She runs off to the bathroom. She is really tempted to get that Coke out of her purse. Yeah. And Karen walks in and she's comforting her. Trying to mother a Cokehead. And Peyton's making a comment about how it's her mother's dress. Mm-hmm. And Karen hugs her. Heron. Heron. Wow. Karen is very motherly towards Peyton. She is, yeah. She's very motherly to anyone, really. She's just such a sweet person. And I love her character, especially since a lot of the parental characters in the show are fucking psychotic. Yep. Yeah. So you need like the, the yin to the yang in this yeah. show, right? And she's definitely that opposite. That kind of like, you know, chills everyone out and brings it down. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, in this episode, there is no Keith. There is yeah, no, no Andy. Keith. There's no MFM. The fuck is that? Maria fucking Manunos. Oh my God. Where the fuck is she? She Jules. should be She should be on my fucking screen for all 48 minutes. No. I'd be okay with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Haley makes it to the formal, just yes. as they're about to announce the king and queen. The formal king and queen, which Karen's happens, up there to announce it, yeah, actually. Which happens to be, you know, Nathan, Nathan and, and Haley. Haley. And the song, Haley and Chris Keller's song, starts playing. And at first, you only hear Haley. Yeah. And they and get then, up on stage, <laughs> they get their crowns, and then Keller's Chris voice. pipes in. And Nathan's like, what when, the actual fuck? When did you have time to fucking record this with him? Oh, wait, I was in Charlotte. That's what you were doing. He puts all the pieces together and somehow lies have a way of catching up to mm-hmm. people. Lies. Mm-hmm. Lies make it better. Lies are forever. Oh, my God. Lies to go home to. Lies to wake up to. So now we cut to the party at the beach house. Yeah, the major rager uh, right beside Keith's beach house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. In uh, Charleston. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just down the the beach. Yeah, just down the beach a little bit. And Lucas and Anna are getting a little, you know, make-outy together. Make-outy? You know. And... Anna's clearly been drinking a lot. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, let's, you know, let's sleep together tonight. Let's seal the deal here, brother. And he's like, you know what? I don't really want to because I want to promise myself I'd be in love. And I really like you, 
but I'm not quite there yet. What are you doing, bro? I mean, you had a chance with Peyton, you had a chance with this. Just take the girls to pound town already. Just fucking do it. Doesn't want to sleep with her yet. Yet he sleeps with Brooke, who's like the worst choice out of everybody and oh has a relationship God. with her. It's like, ugh, this guy is just full of bad decisions. So Anna just leaves. Yeah. She doesn't want to hang out with him the rest of the yeah. night. Mm-hmm. So remember, too, when Lucas was talking to Felix about the whole formal. Yeah. And he, Felix was okay with that because, you know, Lucas seemed like a really good guy in that moment, like saying that he wants to actually be with Anna. So now Anna's leaving and isn't going to be with Lucas the next morning. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Interesting. This will tie up at the end of the episode, too. (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny because, like, she does end up going to Peyton's place. Yes, Peyton is home. Her dress got a stain from when she was at the party. Someone bumped into her with a red drink. And so she went straight home. She's trying to scrub the stain out of her dress. She's her just, mom's dress. Yeah, she's losing it. Absolutely just she's devastated by this. Absolutely so upset. And she grabs the vial of Coke. And she pours all <laughs> Whoa, of it. Oh, dude. Okay. All of it. Peyton's fucked here, okay? She's literally going full Tony Montana. If you ever see Scarface, he has a mountain of Coke at the end of the movie. And he just sticks his head in and just goes oh, for broke. And it's like, holy shit. She's having her fucking Al Pacino, Tony Montana, Scarface moment. And she dumps the whole fucking thing on a CD. Hopefully it wasn't a good CD because that, uh, that's probably going to lead to some scratches. But honestly. Well, and then she cuts it with another CD. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> hilarious. Gets all lined up. Yeah. And she then. She looks down at it and then she tosses it. Well, she sees her reflection in it. She sees her reflection yeah. and she tosses the CD into the wall and she's like upset and crying. And. Yeah, she's so upset, which is understandable. That's her mom's dress. She's had a really rough episode. She really has, but not as rough as Felix because Brooke drops that motherfucker like a bad habit. She fucking gives the fucking tombstone pile driver to Felix and says, fuck you. I'm done with your lying bullshit. I can't believe I almost fucking let you in. I can't believe I did that shit, but now she's fucking cut him off. Yeah, good. It's about fucking time. Great. Finally, the first good decision that Brooke has made. Mm-hmm. She drops this motherfucker. So Anna ends up at Peyton's place. Don't be so gay. Peyton actually is starting to rear its head now because she doesn't want to spend the night with Lucas. She wants to spend the night with Peyton. Peyton's laying on her bed. She's ripped the picture of Jenny and Jake. And she's just having just a really hard night. And Anna goes to talk to her about the Coke. And she's like, it's okay. I already flushed it. Yeah. And she says, you know, if you want to stay the night, that's okay. Maybe it's good to have someone here tonight. Sure. Now, now I make all these jokes about Scissor Sisters and they're all sleeping in each other's bed and they're lesbians and shit. But like, Anna, 
maybe these rumors. You have to are, wait and see. Are about her being a lesbian, maybe? Don't know. You'll have to wait Closeted and see. Closeted lesbian, maybe? You'll have to wait and see. Pre-dick Sean. There you go. Yeah, Anna's had one gay. Of those in a while. Anna's gay, and she doesn't want people to know it because she's still in the closet. Which makes sense at why she'd be making a joke like that to Peyton yeah, at the formal. Exactly. So gay Peyton, because yeah. she's trying to deflect yep. on how her true feelings are. There you go. There you go. Makes sense. So Haley walks or is down at the pier at the beach house or the dock, whatever. And Nathan walks, makes his way down. And they're trying to talk about, she's trying to talk about why, you know, she wants this for herself and, you know, wants to take the opportunity. And he wasn't going to high flyers. So, and he says, go home, look in the top drawer of my dresser. You'll find a letter from high flyers. Talk to me about fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. That's right. Oh boy. Uh, Brooke's sitting on the beach by herself post dumping Felix for the FWB. Pretty and, upset. Yeah, pretty upset because she's not getting dick anymore. <laughs> and Luke's comes by and asks her if this beach is taken. Mm-hmm. And they have a little conversation and, you know, she goes on about Felix and all this shit. Mm-hmm. But then it actually ends up being a sweet thing where, you know, he gives her a ride home and upstairs. Which at first she was like, no, yeah. I can get yeah. myself home. Yeah, I don't need a Thanks. guy to do it And then for she's me. like, actually, I don't want to Actually, walk. I don't want to walk. <laughs> I don't have a money for a cab. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, they, he drives her home. They actually end up spending the night hanging out together. Go for breakfast in the morning. Which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so let's go back to Dan yeah. and his lies. Yeah. Dan and Deb are at home and Dan has actually packed his bags because he's going to go to the beach house. He's leaving. He's done. He's leaving and he tells Deb he's been lying to her because he wanted to be around her and get closer with her again so that, you know, maybe they could be a family again. Wait a second. Dan lied? Really? Of he fucking did. Dan, Dan the, fucking Scott. The Dan Scott lied about some? No. That's not the Dan Scott I know. Wow. <laughs> and Deb actually walks up after he goes on his little tangent about this and shuts the door and basically I want to be a family invites him again. to stay and yeah. says she wants to be a family again. But you better not be lying again. <laughs> this li- this fucking... Oh, my God. Deb just pisses me off so much. She literally goes from someone who... Oh, I'm just going to let my husband lay there and die of a heart attack. To... <laughs> I want to be a family again. To... I slept with your brother. <laughs> to, oh, my God. To... I run a cafe with your ex. What the fuck is wrong with Deb, dude? Like, seriously. No wonder Nathan wanted to be emancipated. She's just as fucked as Dan is. Haley tries to call Nathan. He's still at the beach house. She's at home. She's read the letter. He ignores her call. Yeah, he flips that phone back into the unflipped position. 
Wow. Yeah, Closed he does. position? The unflipped position. Wow. It's okay. a flip phone. You either flip it or you unflip it. The new uh, Samsung Flip 5 is actually pretty sweet looking, Gross. by the way. Um, so Lucas drives Brooke home and drops her off and talks about, you know. They want to be friends. We should be friends. And he's like, we are friends. And she's like, no, but we should be friends like actually hang out together but no benefits no benefits and she gets out of the car and felix is looking on so here's a few things here's a thing few things that over the years obviously i've put this together okay so lucas had talked about how he was gonna spend formal and everything with anna okay so one would assume that Anna, if she wasn't home already, would be going home with Lucas. Sure. Well, Anna slept in, slept over at Peyton's house. Yeah. So obviously she's not home yet. Yeah. And Felix is watching Brooke get out of Lucas's, Lucas's car, car yeah. when he was supposed to be with Anna last night. Yeah. So this does not look good for Felix. He's like... Like, doesn't look good to him. He's yeah, like, yeah. where the fuck's my sister? What happened here? Did yeah. you fuck Brooke? Like, yeah, what happened? Ugh. He has no idea. Honestly, I don't give a shit about his feelings, so whatever. I don't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just a few things, like, I've put yeah. together over oh, yeah. the years and, like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. sure enough. Sure enough. Uh, I was going to give this episode a dollar sign 3.22, but now that we've actually talked about it, I think that's too high for this episode, honestly. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to go two dollar sign 2.71. The drop, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I felt like I was a little bit more stoked after watching it, but after talking about it, I'm just like, man, eh, it did kind of drag a little bit, honestly. So. It is what it is. And honestly, we're here for the main event, brother. I'm curious <laughs> to see, though, what you say about next episode. Yeah. What about next episode? I'm not telling you because you have to watch it. <sighs> but there is some shit that goes on. Oh, shit goes down in the next some episode. Some shit goes down. You have piqued my interest, but not as much as you have piqued my interest with the May 12th is war episode from newark delaware this is the post cold day in hell episode of monday night raw mm-hmm. in newark delaware mm-hmm. where the fuck that is somewhere in the states it's, uh no, it's on more on the east side oh really uh from um city and color about something, Delaware? Something Delaware. Something Delaware. Something, something, Delaware. something, something Delaware. I'll find it. Who cares a city in no, color? No, I love city in color. City in color, I want to find it because now I'm like, it's going to bother me. Hello, I'm in Delaware. Lame. That's, that's literally the song title. Lame. Right before Save Your Scissors. Save Your Scissor oh Me Daddy God. Ass Brother. How? <laughs> can turn everything into wrestling dude Ugh. yeah it's the whole point it's funny because city and color but just before like i opened spotify mm. i was listening to alexis on fire before when i got home from work yesterday anyways not yesterday 
Anyways, we're not we're not uh, here to talk about Dallas Green's pretty ass. We're here to talk about him. that babbling ass, the boy toy Shawn Michaels. Oh. And we're here with a fucking Heart Foundation promo at the top of the ramp. Bret Hart in full fucking wheelchair. Here's the get thing. up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch heart looks so fucking pathetic in his wheelchair they wheel him off and he's like holding his crutches and kind of like looking around like a sad puppy dog he looks so fucking pathetic and i just like i love it when stone cold steve austin just comes out and beats his ass when he's crippled this is the fucking best thing like it makes me so happy when stone cold beats pathetic bitch heart's ass i'm not the bad guy (laughs) take a look at yourselves you cheer on scum scum like stone cold steve austin scum like the boy toy the babbling ass you know what's funny sean michaels the other day was my six year anniversary for going back to work for telus okay and we have this thing where we can sign like virtual cards. And uh, one of the other managers, uh, he must know I'm a Stone Cold girly because <laughs> on my virtual card, he had a GIF and it was Stone Cold Stone Steve Cold Boston. Boston. Yeah, and I, I was love like, it. I love fuck it. yeah. Like, how'd you know? And he was like, oh, you know, you just know. Apparently, he talks about the podcast with my sister sometimes. That's good shit, dude. That's cool. So he sent you a picture of that dirty, rotten, stinking hyena. (sighs) He's my idol, okay? (laughs) A Texas cliche with barnyard overtones. Oh, my God. But tonight, I got a big surprise. No one's going to believe it. I haven't even told the Heart Foundation. None of you fans. Vince McMahon. No one knows about this big surprise. And this big surprise. Let's go and let's get the hell out of here. And he just takes off. Did he even say what the surprise was? What is the big surprise? I don't fucking know. What's the big surprise here? Maybe eventually we get to the big surprise. What's the big surprise? So whenever they have mystery opponents or mystery partners or big surprises, it's obviously used to anticipate and create drama and see who is it or who done it. It's always one of those things where it tries to create all this drama by not knowing something. Creates anticipation. It does. Which right? funny thing. Here's another phone thing. Okay. So for all the people that are iPhone lovers. Back in the yeah. day when yeah. Apple still had the bigger boxes, they weren't as thin. Um, the boxes were created to actually open very slowly. Like they wouldn't just Yeah, slide I know open what you mean, yeah. To build anticipation. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow, well, much like a fucking <laughs> shitty iPhone box, fucking Bret Hart's we're trying to build. We're clearly Android people here. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart's trying to build some anticipation with his big surprise. He's fucking annoying. Whatever. He's bred the Hitman heart. He's the... Can I just kick him in the balls once? He's the best there is. Best there was and best there ever will be. I'd be wearing a steel-toed boot, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You go for the kick, he'd catch you, he would single-leg you, and he'd put you in the sharpshooter. Yeah, he would. Maybe I'll sneak up from behind. Oh. Yeah, but then the heart foundation would just jump you. It's okay. 
I mean, I guess they wouldn't jump you. I mean, all four of them are all dead now. So there you go. Yeah. No Brett's, one to jump me. Brett's actually it was tassel boots. I'd Brett, be okay with Brett's that. Brett's actually yeah yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so it is May. So we're coming up on June, and that means obviously that's how months go, brother. <laughs> if you didn't know, if you don't know, it's now you like know. When you're like Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, you're like we're on episode thirty, and next week is episode thirty-one, and yeah, it's like, and then. Wouldn't you know? Fuck, that's 32 the way it goes, that. bro. Holy shit, dude. That's the way numbers work, brother. That's totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in May now. Maybe we'll come up to June soon enough. Maybe. But the reason why I go in that direction is because May, June season means King of the Ring season. So the King of the Ring is a yearly tournament where they have a tournament bracket style where each guy, they have their opponents, and the more you win, you have to win and move on, and then you face the next guy until they have the last two at the King of the Ring pay-per-view in June, and whoever wins that match is crowned the King of the Ring. 1993, Brett the Hitman Hart was King of the Ring. 1994, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart, he was the King of the Ring in 1994. 1995, King Mabel. Gross. And... 1996, the greatest king of them all, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah. And his first ever Austin 316 promo that is going to go down, has already gone down in the history books as one of the most legendary promos of all time. But we're in King of the Ring season, so we get quarterfinal matches for the King of the Ring on Raw leading up to the King of the Ring pay-per-view. And we have our first quarterfinal matchup with... Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Diz Prince against the Thonginator. Yeah, dude. So this is a hella match, and not just the Thonginator, the glistening Thonginator. He always dumps here. water on himself when he's coming out. But how much? Like ten liters of water. Like he is fucking know. soaking wet here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even need to. You got that look on your face, dude. We're just going to move on. So here's the thing, though. Yeah. Thonginator's tired. Why is he tired? Because Maybe because he had three matches last night? Yep. Yeah. He's a little tired. He's a little sore. Yeah. Farouk beat the shit out of him last night. That's what happened. Gave him the Dominator, whipped the shit out of him, and After the nation is still a thing. After he beat the shit out of everyone else. True. But Farouk finished the job. Yes, but here's the thing. He was fucking exhausted. He already had to fight two of fucking Farouk's goonies. That's true. Jesus fucking Christ. And Farouk just picks the bones. Oh, yeah. That was such a... I'm pissed about <laughs> that. I love that one, brother. Fucking pissed. <laughs> Still. So, to me, I'm like, Thonginator deserves to win this one. He needs one. to be the king of the ring here. Glistening Thonginator. He needs to be the king of the ring I don't know, man. I mean, did he have a wrestling tutor when he was three years old like Dis Prince had? <laughs> no, oh he's God. not exactly a wrestling tutor, a wrestling tutor at three Christ. years old. Ahmed did not have that. Ahmed was probably in a gang at three years old. But as every other Triple H match that happens, who inserts themselves into this match? China, every time. 
China, China, China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China, China is the new China, by the way. China, China, China. I deal with China, 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 big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China, China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China, China, China. I mean, how can you not love China? <laughs> China all the time. You're from Pittsburgh? That's China to me. I'm going to just nickname her Susan Sharon, okay? Susan Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Sharon inserts herself into this match once again and nails Ahmed with a fucking chair, like decks him. Now she's like, you know, she took out Flash Funk last night. Thank the Lord. And but tonight she's going after Ahmed. I wish it was permanent that she took him out. That would be nice. But now she's going after Ahmed Johnson. Like she's well, got. She some, wants her man to win. Sure, but like that's some balls right there but going also, after a dude like Ahmed. Also, there's a thing called disqualification. Yeah, dude. So this is the <laughs> problem here is that yeah maybe China does uh, get herself into these matchups. But and she, she's normally pretty sneaky about it. Yeah, like she was uh, the night prior when she yeah. clotheslined Flash Funk and took him down, and the ref didn't see it. But unfortunately, sometimes she's not so sneaky about it and gets either Triple H either disqualified or counted out. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, she gets trips disqualified, and Ahmed moves on in the King of the Fuck Ring yeah, tournament. Fuck yeah! So there's my boy, King Ahmed. Come on, dude. King Ahmed. King yeah. Ahmed. Really? Yeah. You know who else is in this tournament? Jerry the King Lawler. The real <sighs> king. Oh, fuck The off. king of kings. No. no. Jerry the king. It's in his name. How can he care. not be the king? Uh, he's the biggest loser in <laughs> wrestling history. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> well, at least to me right now, he is. Fair enough. But yes, King Ahmed. Could be. Ugh, no. Oh. I said King Ahmed. <laughs> I thought you meant King Jerry, and I was like. <laughs> I said King Ahmed, <laughs> dude. <laughs> King Ahmed. Thonginator. King Thonginator. King Thonginator. King Glistening Thonginator. Oh. How, how well would that gold crown and scepter go with his glistening body after that winning the King of the Ring tournament? Beautiful, actually. <laughs> and if he had a thong on at the oh same time, dude. God, this is what great. Aaron's dreams are fucking made of here. Thonginator. Thonginator. We got... Go, go! <laughs> <laughs> You're like fucking giddy for Stone Cold Steve Fuck Austin. Yeah, here. he's like my hero. He's my fucking hero too, dude. <laughs> I get it. I understand, dude. Full Literally, wow. Literally, me driving home from work, I am Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, man. You're flipping everybody off. I'm pissed. <laughs> you, you, you roll down the window at somebody who just cut you off and you're like... I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass. Call him a chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> and this is an amazing Austin promo. So Austin comes down to the ring first time tonight. He's getting bigger ovations every week, yeah. okay? People are really buying what fucking Stone Cold is selling here. But he comes with the souvenir. He's got fucking Bret Hart's crutch from last night. The same crutch that he broke over British Bulldog's fucking big head. <laughs> and he's bringing it. He's got the fucking souvenir, man. And he's talking about, you know... <laughs> this is great. Because Vince... 
And Vince is like, I'm, I'm going to use a stone cold line. And says, how the hell are you doing? Hang on. Yeah. So I was very surprised that Vince was there. After his mom passed away. After his mom just sure. passed away. But Vince like, is there. He missed the episode He, he missed the pay-per-view, yes. The but night before. Yeah, and now he's here. Yeah. Wow, that's a little soon, bro. True, but he's a consummate professional, right? He owns everything. He's yeah. the guy, so he's got to be there. And I know. He, he had his time, you know. He, you know, he was able to grieve, and now he's back, and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even though it was only a day. Is his mom is tough thing to go through, but yeah. he does have a business to run, and he wants to be there. And I think his mom probably wanted it that way as well, too. Maybe for sure. But uh, you know, he's he's here in full force, uh, talking to Stone Cold and Stone Cold, talking about how he he wants to have a little bit of fun with the Heart Foundation. He doesn't want to. <laughs> he says. Starts talking about Brian Pillman and saying that, of course, Brian Pillman's ass belongs to Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) But he makes a comment here. When they were in the Bush Leagues, Stone Cold carried Brian Pillman in their tag team. So as I've alluded to on this podcast before, Stone Cold, when he was just stunning Steve Austin and had hair. <laughs> That's just a weird Tagged thought. with Brian Pillman and WCW, and they were the Hollywood Blondes. Mm-hmm. Now, they were a very good tag team, actually got very popular, but the powers that be didn't like how they got over themselves and held them down on the card. Pissed them both off, and they ended up both leaving because of it. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't lie, they just got fired, whatever. They were out of the company. But... I love Austin's comment here because at this time in 1997, WCW is blowing away Monday Night Raw in the ratings. WCW Nitro is winning every single week. We're almost a year straight here of them dominating the TV ratings head-to-head every single Monday night. WCW with the NWO, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, everybody. They're killing. They're absolutely dominating WWF in every way, shape, or form. But fucking Stone Cold calls that the Bush Leagues back when we were over there in WC, WCW, as Stone Cold would say. <laughs> but he talks about how Bret Hart, he's a fucking Judas. He's a Judas priest, actually. He calls him in this promo. <laughs> but he says, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with the Hart Foundation. I could. Everybody knows that I could fucking beat the shit out of Bret Hart. I could easily just fucking take him out just like that. At the fucking snap of my finger, I can beat his ass whenever I want. You ever seen a snake, Vince? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you, you ever been around a snake? And Vince like, oh, I don't think I need to. Talk about that. It's like, because you're a chicken. <laughs> That's the best moment. <laughs> but he said it so like softly that you just kind of picked it up. Because you're a chicken. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I think we have to like put that little scene on TikTok. That's fucking because oh, you're, <laughs> you're a chicken. You're a chicken. Awesome. So he's talking about snakes. He says when you're hunting snakes, which is very funny because eventually Austin's nickname would be the Texas rattlesnake. Mm. But um, Austin's talking about snakes and the best way to kill a snake is like I thought he was a stinking hyena. That's Bret Hart's (laughs) name for him, dude. He's a stinking gutless hyena. Oh my god. (laughs) But hyenas travel in packs. Uncle Steve Austin doesn't want anybody around. Whatever, Bret. But he, he says the best way to kill a snake, you just cut it off at the head. But you know what? 
I don't want to do that to Bret Hart. I want to have some fun. So I'm going to start at the ass. <laughs> and the ass of the Hart Foundation is Brian Pillman. So he's going to start with fucking Pillman, the ass of the fucking Hart Foundation. <laughs> and away we go. He's got his crutch in tow. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Uh-huh. And that fucking rhyme, dude. Okay. Nissan Leaf Cassidy. Oh he's back. God. He's back. We haven't seen him in a while. It's been a little while. Yeah, Nissan Leafs here, and he's taking on the debuting, drumroll, Scott Putzky. A.K.A. Putz, <laughs> just Putz. Who? <laughs> Scott Putzky. Yeah, I don't know who Ladies he is. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever. Scott Putzky. Uh, yeah, probably most listeners don't even remember who Scott Putzky is, <laughs> Mr. Putz himself. But Ivan Putzky, the Polish hammer, he was a Hall of Fame wrestler back in the day. Oh, these chairs suck, bro. Yeah, I know. We need better chairs. <sighs> but Scott Putzky is the son of Ivan Putzky, the Polish hammer, and he's a WWF Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Scott Putzky, he ain't going to be in no Hall of Fame. He could be in the Jobber Hall of Fame, maybe. <laughs> but he's having his first match here, and he wins, actually, with the German suplex and beats Nissan Leaf clean. Not much going on there. No. Not at all. But next match, oh boy, they have previously announced that the Legion of Doom have a tag team match against two members of the nation. Oh my god. Yes, that's right. We are the nation, loving in color. You forgot to move this. Don't diss Aaron Cosker. Oh, she'll bum rush her husband. <laughs> <laughs> so funniest thing about this, yes, is they didn't have anyone in mind yet, really, to fight Spiky Dino Bros. Sure, because uh, Savio already has a scheduled match against The Undertaker later on in the show, so really it only leaves it down to Farouk and Crush to have this tag team match with LOD. But they're all standing at the top of the stage thing, yeah, and they're discussing it. And they get the fucking rappers to go. This was the best. These guys never shut the fuck up. I hate them. Oh, this was a good moment. Because their asses are going to be fucking beat. Oh, they're like, by any means necessary. That's right. You guys get down in there and beat their ass. And you see the discussion happen. And then they start pushing JC Ice and Wolfie D oh, down the ramp. And they're forcing PG-13 themselves to fight the Legion of Doom. And what happens next is one of the greatest squash mm. matches you'll ever see in your that life. Was so amazing. Well, honestly, one of my all-time favorite squash matches too. <laughs> PG-13 get in there and they try throwing the guns. They're throwing balls just, and it's just doing it's absolutely nothing. It's nothing. nothing. They're just getting decked left, right, and center. They're getting fucking squashed. They even get a spike pile driver on Hawk that Hawk completely no sells, gets right back up. (laughs) (laughs) And they finish PG 13 off here with the multiple doomsday device one to JC Ice, one to Wolfie D, and a one, two, three. And that rhymed too, dude. 
You're all about the rhyming tonight, dude. I'm all about that rhyme time. Yeah, poor JC Ice and Wolfie that D was a here. Poor beautiful guys. moment. Just getting fucking destroyed by the LOD Thank here. The fucking lord. That's <laughs> a pretty fucking great squash match, I must say. Mm-hmm. We get another one of the reality check commercials but this time it's not kids because there was an uproar about the kids one where a kid was dancing around like a stripper aka Shawn michaels so they Mm -hmm. had to change it to this huge guy with a wife and the only way he gets any in his house is if he dances around like Shawn michaels wow yeah i don't know where they're going with these reality check uh ads and shit but like yeah, it's not it. <laughs> it's, it really. I isn't. mean, they're funny to laugh at, but sure, that's about but it. That's about it. It doesn't really do anything. Fucking mankind. <sighs> mankind. Oh, white boy. piece of dog shit. Yes, he's back, back again. Paul Bearer's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Oh Guess God. who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Two trailer park girls around the outside. Okay. Around the outside. <laughs> so fucking mankind is going on about yep. how his uncle Uncle Paul got burned and whatever and something's coming to Undertaker for this and he oh, needs yeah. revenge. Oh yeah, he does. And <laughs> Fucking Paul Bear's back. He's back and he walks out and like normally his face is painted white. Yeah. He had bandages covering his head and his face <laughs> just showing like his eyes, his eyes and his mouth. Those weren't covered and you could see his actual skin tone and it was like, damn, he really fucked up if he couldn't at least put makeup on like that area like those areas he looks like a fucking mummy yeah like what a visual on paul it was bear fucking here. amazing it's pretty insane but paul bear now he's back Ugh. he's out of the hospital he's here and i have a secret undertaker uh, see, undertaker but- has a secret undertaker has a secret mm-hmm. yeah and and we don't get the the full like screechy loud paul bear a little bit of a different voice this time if you notice it's not as high pitched as before it's a still li- annoying still annoying but a little lower this time feel like a bit of a character change here for paul bear he's not the uh paul bear anymore so to speak with the makeup and wouldn't you know at Revenge of the Taker, that was one of the last times he'd ever wear that makeup. Really? Correct. Now, later, later years, he would have some comebacks wear the makeup. But as it pertains to this storyline and kind of going forward for a long time, Paul Bear no longer wore the makeup. Huh? So he went straight up. So he's not going to be a white piece of dog shit anymore? He is no Fuck! longer. He's just a regular white piece of dog piece shit. He's a dog shit. He is just a piece of dog shit. He's a mummified dog shit. <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed <laughs> I now. Know, right? No longer the white piece of dog shit, Paul Fuck. And he knows about Undertaker's secret. No one knows about the Undertaker's secret mm. except Paul Bear and the Undertaker. Mankind doesn't even know about it. Only these two know. And 
Paul Bear's known about this secret since he stood over the grave of the Undertaker's mother and father. And he says, you come back to me, Undertaker. You come back with me. We'll be together again. And if you don't, I'll tell the world your secret. Mm. And then we get a promo later on uh, with Undertaker too. And he's like, I don't even want to talk about this. So we know the Undertaker... The impenetrable phenom, the fucking Lord of Darkness, mm-hmm. the man himself, the Undertaker, has a fucking secret. And Don't we all? Sure. But what could this secret be? I don't know. Honestly, I I, I don't know. What? What could this possibly be? What kind of secret would the Undertaker need to hide from the world that Paul Bear could hold over the Undertaker's head? Do you feel like Undertaker is going to have to go back with Paul Bear just because he doesn't want anybody to know his secret? Oh, fucking blackmail. He's That's what this is. It's fucking blackmail. Literally blackmailing him. Asshole. Yeah. So what is so bad that Undertaker will actually do this so he doesn't get blackmailed i don't like this yeah dude holy shit and as we were watching this i told you straight up thus begins my all-time favorite storyline in wrestling history bar none number one with a bullet there's no storyline maybe one other storyline but this for my money for how long it went the characters, the storyline, the secret. This is my all. I don't. I don't want to say it's the best, but it's definitely my favorite storyline of all time. And this is just the beginning, dude. Hmm. It is. It's gonna take you on a ride. I don't brother. know how I feel about this. Oh boy, Farouk! Don't you fucking dare, <laughs> motherfucker! I still got this drumstick in my hand. She's been holding on to it for too long. But I think you're going to have to use that drumstick in anger because Farouk is now the number one contender for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Because he proved he dominated fucking Ahmed Johnson last night. No problem. So Because... <laughs> fucking thonginator already got beat to shit well not really he beat the shit out of the other guys but still they worked on him yeah and got him exhausted and savio you know dumbing him up with the chair pretty good and got disqualified so yeah like fuck sakes this is <laughs> i fucking hate this motherfucker so much i want to shove this drumstick so far up his asshole like honestly He'd be bleeding for days. So for Farouk picking the bones in a three-on-one gauntlet match, what he somehow gets a WWE title match here against The Undertaker at King of the Ring. Undertaker better fucking murder the shit out of him. But with the secret, he's now distracted with Paul Bear again. Now he doesn't have his eyes on the prize. Now he's got to face Farouk and the nation can i google a spoiler no you cannot (laughs) he has to fight the entire nation i don't like this specifically farouk with a secret hanging over his head and he has to defend the world and of course the nation's gonna find a way to have them all up there 
Because they're fucking assholes. <laughs> I love how triggered this has gotten you. Oh my god, no. <laughs> but I do have to say, hate for call you want. But some of the stuff in this promo he says does have some truth to it. Where he says that, why hasn't a black man been world champion before? It told fair is fair. No, I understand fair is fair. There has been no black world champion. But this guy is such, okay, he is such a fucking whiner when it comes to this. (laughs) He's almost as bad as Brett. Oh, really? The black man's been held down, dude. Here's the thing. He is like, yes, he's all like whiny bitch and stuff. I hate him so much. You hate him more than Brett. Oh, I, I, I struck it's a, a very thin line. I struck a nerve here. Oh, I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. You can say that there hasn't been a black man is a world title holder. Like mm, whatever. Sure. Sure. But do you have to be such a whiny fucking asshole <laughs> to get there? It's okay. It's okay when when the black man shine your shoes. It's okay when the black man clean your clothes. But we can't be World Wrestling Federation champ. Your what savior, the Undertaker. Here's the thing. People love Thonginator. He's a black man. That's never won the world title. Still, he's a black man that people are quite fond of. Very true. Very true. Quite fond of right but, now. And and Vince yeah, McMahon maybe, even plays it off. This isn't a race thing. This isn't anything. This would be you being a fucking piece of shit. But literally, he's just <sighs> calm if down, he, dude. No. If he <laughs> wants to be this guy that's well respected and everything, maybe change your fucking tone. Maybe if you know you're like Thonginator and kind of just kick ass, just by you yourself, know, be a fucking boss on your own, yeah, not needing without a whole needing nation. your fucking posse. Which some of them, by the way, white. True. Yeah. Yeah. So Crush is Hawaiian. Yes, the rappers are white. Yes. South Vegas, Puerto Rican. Exactly. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> tone the fuck down. Change your fucking attitude before I smack you with this fucking drumstick across your fucking ass a million fucking times. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Whoa, the heat coming off the microphone of this Ukrainian I sensation here in Costco. Whoa. She has got some absolute fucking I have to sneeze. fire. <laughs> you sneezed on the podcast before. It's okay. Just go for it, dude. It's not going to happen. <laughs> It's one of those sneezes that comes up when you're so heated that you're just like, I'm going to sneeze in this moment when it's going to totally throw off my fire and passion with this. Yeah. Yeah. You got some passion here, which I love because, man, Farouk does a good job of making you hate him. He He is such an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, and now he gets a world and title it's match. Nothing oh. against his race at all. No, not at all. Never. No, just he's a. Fucking I asshole. hate that he's <laughs> such an asshole to everyone about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. 
But now he's got a world title match at the King of the Ring. I'm fucking angry. And Undertaker's I'm distracted. And just like Stone Cold being distracted with the Heart Foundation against the Undertaker at Cold Day in Hell, the Undertaker is now distracted with this secret business. And now he's got to defend in one month's time against Farouk at the pay-per-view. Oh, boy. And he also has got to take on Savio Vega here. Uh, not much of a match, though. He basically beats the shit out of Savio Vega. <laughs> of course. Uh, and Chokeslam, Tombstone. But, of course, Farouk and the Nation's not going to let this fucking happen. He gets the Tombstone, but he doesn't get the cover. They just jump in, and they beat the shit out of him. They whip the shit out of The Undertaker. He loves doing that. Just Farouk just fucking laying the fucking whip over and over again. Sign of things to come. Could Farouk be our next World Wrestling Federation? Get your fucking fist down right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. Oh, boy. He was the first ever black world heavyweight champion in WCW. Who says he can't be the first ever WWF world champion? That's African-American. Okay, but here's the thing. If he was a more likable character, I'd be all for that. (laughs) Yeah. But he is a fucking... (laughs) Oh... Just a piece of shit. Uh. <laughs> and honestly, no. Well, all I have to say is, damn! Lawler, Jerry the King, that is, yes. has a surprise as well. Not Brett's surprise, not fucking Paul Bear's surprise, but Jerry Lawler has got a surprise. And oh my god, I forgot about this surprise. And I was so excited because it is the whole damn show. Mr. Pay-Per-View, Mr. Monday Night. It is Rob Van Dam. (laughs) Fucking RVD here on Monday Night Raw in 1997. Here's the thing though. He looks like a character straight out of Stranger Things. <laughs> so I just does, called him eh? Stranger Thing the Stranger whole time. Thing. <laughs> Stranger Thing, RVD here. And I guess he's kind of turned his back or something on ECW with the storyline. So he's in WWE now. And he's got a match with Jeff Hardy. Second time we've seen Jeff Hardy here on the podcast. Hardy and boy. Yeah. B-O-I. Yeah. Hardy boy here. Very young Jeff Hardy. I think he's finally of age now. Not getting squashed by Razor Ramon as like a 16-year-old. But yeah. Uh, RVD versus Jeff Hardy about four years before they had an actual legit feud on the main roster. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Stranger Things. RVD hits his fucking five-star frog splash. And the fucking split leg moonsault for the win. RVD, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, has an amazing move set, and he fucking beat John Cena for the world title too. Fucking rights, RVD. I'm just putting that over there so you can't yeah, you steal it from me. You, you do that. Rob Van, fucking damn the whole fucking show. Then we get part two of the Gold Dust Dustin Reynolds interview. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this whole? you know, looking behind the scenes and seeing uh, about the life of Goldust, why he has a character, his dad, a whole thing. I feel like it could have been a one-parter. Okay. Because we just kind of, like, we already got the gist kinda of Kind of reiterated everything, I agree. It was yeah. just a, you know, conti- like, talking about the same thing. Um, I, I think it's too. a really nice sentiment. Sure. Like, yeah. what they're doing with this, and I think it's really cool to look at that. But I felt like the two-parter was not necessary. Yeah, they they basically just reiterated what they said in the first one without as much emphasis on Dusty Rhodes, I guess. 
but um yeah i mean it's honestly i i I think it's cool i think it's cool they're going for something different Mm -hmm. and unique that's neat and uh highlighting somebody like this who you know he wanted to get out of his dad's shadow and a lot of wrestlers who have wrestling dads try to get out of their dad's shadow rocky maivia comes to mind brett the hitman Hart comes to mind a lot of these guys, you know, have wrestling dads and it's in the family and sure, make up your own character and trying to get out of that shadow. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that they're actually highlighting Dustin here. But that's the thing. What is this going to mean for his character going forward? Um, is he still going to be Gold Dust or is he going to be Dustin Runnels or is he going to be something I hope else? he stays Gold Dust. Well, stay Gold Dust. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. Sneeze, brother. Do it. <laughs> It keeps bubbling up, and then it just like, bye, bitch. It's not <laughs> bye, bitch. It keeps doing to me. It's not bye, bitch time yet. No, That's not till later. The sneeze is doing that to me. It keeps coming up, and then it's like, mm, JK. Well, let's talk about this Undertaker promo where he basically says, I ain't talking about this fucking secret, dude. He don't want to talk about secret. No. And then he says that, yeah, okay, Farouk, bring your fucking nation. I'm going to take you all down. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's going to take down the entire nation... It's probably going to be The Undertaker. Murder. Murder. But he doesn't want to I talk approve. about... I approve. He doesn't want to talk about the secret, dude. I approve of the murder. <laughs> and then we go to commercial, come back, and four teams are already in the ring. <laughs> We've got Hardcore Fox yeah. versus Pokeball Bros uh-huh. versus the Blowjobs <laughs> versus Tassel Boots and Cutie and Patootie. Cutie Patootie, yeah. And it's not for the... It's a non-title Four Corners Elimination match. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we got Headbangers, Owen Bulldog, Furnace LaFon, and the new Blackjacks. Uh, Pokeball Bros here, the lame fucks. Uh, <laughs> the charismaless ones themselves. Definitely... No overabundance of charisma from these guys. <laughs> Holy shit. Why would we ever give these guys mic time? Oh, yeah. Don't get it. I mean, I'd rather laugh at them and their idiotic mic time yeah. versus listen to fucking Farouk or Bitch Heart. <laughs> yeah, see that. Because they get way too much mic time. Oh, they get a lot of mic time, especially Brett. Like, multiple promos every night and long ones, too. Oh, he doesn't yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> but they end so, up- yeah, maybe keep Pokeball Bros talking a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Takes away the mic time, I guess. But actually, the Pokeball Bros, they actually cost the Blackjacks here. Uh, hold them down while they're getting pinned, and they're out after the Pokeball Bros just get tossed themselves yeah. without any... <laughs> fucking note whatsoever <laughs> and it's kind of funny because yeah Owen and Bulldog go over here Bulldog hits the running power slam gets the three but he wasn't even the legal man at all mm-hmm. he was not the right guy in the match and even Jim Ross after the match he makes note and again we had the Jim Ross Jerry Lawler two man commentary team mm-hmm. Vince was not on commentary he's just doing in ring interviews so again we get the chemistry between Lawler and Ross and it's great they're awesome together without Vince there and even Jim Ross after this match he's like oh well Oh, dog wasn't that legal man, but what the hell? Who cares anyway? Throw the fucking rule book out the window. No one even cares. Just fucking let Bulldog get the win. <laughs> Which, you know, the rules, so to speak, are very loose in WWF. So I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell quite a bit. What's the big surprise? 
so bitch heart is fucking obsessed with the lion king but he still doesn't <laughs> understand that in the movie yeah there were three fucking hyenas together yes they were in a pack like come on dude yeah <laughs> figure it out but Brett, as he likes to say, he is the king of the jungle. He is the lion. Yeah, he fucking goes on he's about how lion. he's the lion. <laughs> and fucking, oh my God. Eventually Stone he's going to. He's the stinking hyena. He's the stinking hyena. Fuck off. That's right. <laughs> but Brett comes out in his fucking wheelchair here. And he calls out Boy Toy here. Calls out mm. Shawn Michaels. And now with this, we're starting to get more and more of real life the hate the hate here coming into storyline now we all know brett and sean they don't like each other very much outside the ring when we're talking backstage behind the scenes it is very well documented that these two guys do not like each other because they're both alpha males they want to be at the top of the industry they want to be the number one guy and there's a lot of heat between these two guys for a lot of things they've said to each other over the years and this is one of those moments that really went a long way into making this rivalry what it is. Mm-hmm. They've kept it fairly professional over the years. But now you can see the real life problems rearing their ugly heads into storyline. So basically what happens here is Brett goes off for fucking 10 minutes. And he talks about fucking Shawn Michaels and you're the boy toy and you're a piece of we garbage. Never find out the fucking... I guess that's Secret. what a surprise was, was calling know. out Shawn Michaels. I don't know, but he calls him out. Michaels comes out, and he lets him have his mic time. And he just cuts him up and down, just lays an absolute fucking pipe bomb promo here on Shawn Michaels, just cutting him down so bad, saying this, saying that, saying everything in the book about Shawn Michaels and how much he hates his guts, the stinking hyena. Now, originally, what was supposed to happen here is that they were getting close to the end of the show. Brett was supposed to hit a line, and the second he hit that line, that was the cue for Shawn Michaels to give him the Sweet Chin Music super kick. And then he falls back into his fucking wheelchair and off, and you cut to block, and that's the end of the show. But Brett went too fucking long. Of course he did, because he doesn't want to be shown up on shown off on screen. Brett went too long, so the show stopped. So if you're watching this on May twelfth, in nineteen ninety seven, you're watching Monday Night Raw. The show ends with just Brett going off about Shawn Michaels, and it's over. But on the network where we watch it, you see where they cut it out, and then when the cameras kept rolling after, then Shawn Michaels hits a super kick. Brett falls back into his wheelchair. Heart Foundation come out. Shawn Michaels runs away. Austin comes out with the crutch and away you go. None of that made air originally. So when they came backstage after all this happened, we found out that Shawn Michaels was fucking pissed. Of course. That Brett went on so long that they didn't even make the fucking air with the super kick. So basically the show ends with Brett just beaking off about Shawn and that's the end of it. And and rightfully so. I think Sean has all all the fucking right. All the right to be pissed about this. Now, of course, Brett's like, oh, I didn't mean to go over, but you, you know. You didn't mean you to. You know. You just didn't want to be kicked and have it actually show television. up on TV cuz you're a fucking pussy. Fair enough. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate 
hate this guy. Brett can play. This, this episode has had a lot of oh, hate for me. a lot of hate here. <laughs> yeah, chicken. Uh, <laughs> That's the only That's moment that was chick. like amazing. Yeah. But, you know, Brett can play dumb all he wants, but I really feel like he knew exactly what he oh, was doing Oh, he knew here. exactly what the fuck yeah. he was doing. No, there's a possibility he could have just forgotten a line that was the cue for the super kick. But be that as it may, this did not help the relationship in real life between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Where do you think this is going? Because, like, honestly, how can these two coexist in the same company with how much they hate each other? And Vince is in the middle of everything. Eventually, this is all going to come to a head. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Holy shit. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed the super kick into the wheelchair, though. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm sure that you love that moment. dude but uh yeah here we go man i didn't get as much stone cold this episode no we got the one promo and then he came out at the end and helped out sean michaels and that's it sean michaels has been coming out and helping him and now he's coming out to yes help they sean have michaels. they have been helping out each other a lot more lately interesting there's lots on the line i here. mean they have a lot of mutual hate towards one person. So why wouldn't they just team up and take them down? That makes sense. Yeah, it would. A lot of uh, building storylines right now. You can see where a lot of the stuff with Brett and Sean, with the Hart Foundation in Austin, with Undertaker and Paul Bear, with Ahmed and the Nation, uh, uh, Nation and Undertaker. There's so much building here. There's so much tension. Eventually, it's all going to come to a head, and we're going to understand what's going on here. Mm. It's amazing shit. We're building to some good stuff here. Ninety-seven. Mm-hmm amazing year of wrestling possibly one of the absolute best for wwf rating mm. now if it was your hate rating of one through ten it would be a 17 yes <laughs> but for the actual episode itself mm. 2.1 2.1 man we've been getting fours and high threes from you high fours even from you but i guess there's just so much there's been way too much. We also had fucking white piece of dog shit. Yep. No longer a white piece of dog shit, though. Yeah, well. Only the bandages are white now. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking nation fucking king motherfucker bitch. Jerry the King Law. No, I meant or, fucking Farouk. Okay, yeah, yeah. King Farouk. No. Um, World Wrestling Federation King champion. Of bitches. Uh, actually, no, that's fucking bitch heart. <laughs> Still. Yeah. If, if, if Farouk had a match against Bret Hart, who would you want to win? No one. Really? You just want double disqualification? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Quit wasting my fucking time. Yeah. Damn. <sighs> hate these motherfuckers oh boy the hatred is real here on tree hill wrestling federation podcast hit us up at tree hill wf dot podcast we can get stickers and you can also check out our tiktok and instagram at that address and you can also listen to us on all streaming services including spotify deezer apple podcast what? amazon podcast google podcast iHeartRadio. Pandora. What? I forget what I've said. <laughs> but not Stitcher. No, they're dead. If you go on Stitcher, it'll direct you to Pandora. Yeah, yeah, Stitcher's dead. Dead like The Undertaker's title reign. 
Don't you fucking dare, bro. Oh, I'm getting the evil eye. That means we have to sign off, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing, liking, viewing, and doing all the things. We appreciate every single one of you. 31 times that we've done this, babe. Yeah. I'm still fucking enjoying it just as much as the first day. I just don't like talking about people I hate. <laughs> Get used to it, brother. I mean, you still have to talk I about I still got to talk about fucking Anna. Felix and Anna and Brooke and fucking all these losers. Hey, but Brooke, just wait. I'll wait. And I'll also bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch.